What's going on, guys? Sam Adams here, and welcome to another episode of Caffeinate Today for November the 19th of 2018. My name is Samuel Adams, and welcome to today's show. For those that might be brand new to the program, this is a daily gaming news podcast Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, where I bring you the hottest gaming news of the day and let you guys know what is going on in the world of gaming. And today, Fallout 76 is not doing well at all. That is our headliner for the day. Uh, Sales are down 80% in comparison to Fallout 4 when it comes to the UK numbers. Now, we'll break that down a bit. There's a little bit of a complexity there where the discussion does get to be a bit complex from time to time, but still, some stuff that is worth talking about. On top of that, Fallout 76 cannot handle three nukes placed in the same location at once. H1Z1 Pro League has shut down, according to a report. Spyro fans are angered at Activision's response to missing subtitles in the new game from Toys for Bob. The Walking Dead, the final season, is in development yet again. Sunset Overdrive director has joined Microsoft's internal studio, The Initiative, and Spyro has been killing it in comparison to Fallout 76, and that is what we will wrap out uh, the show with but to Ninny and everybody else that might be watching later on on twitch.tv slash Samuel Adams live I appreciate you being here welcome to the show and I hope you enjoy tonight's program but for those that are watching later on youtube.com slash Samuel Adams media or perhaps anchor.fm slash Samuel Adams welcome to you as well and I do hope you enjoy what you find But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the news of the day. First off, Fallout 76 UK launch sales are over 80% down as compared to Fallout 4. Five new entries in the top 10 have mixed up the charts this week. Fallout 76 launched last week, and while it was inevitable that an online multiplayer title was not going to have as much attention lavished on it as a brand new single-player game from Bethesda, there is a huge difference in sales between Fallout 4 and the latter outselling Fallout 76 by 82.4%. That is, again, Fallout 4 sold 82.4% better than Fallout 76. That's kind of insane. GamesIndustry.biz reports that despite making its UK chart debut at number 3 in terms of revenue, the title made the most at retail. Meanwhile, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, which entered the UK charts at number 1, was number 3 in terms of revenue thanks to its comparatively lower price, and 75% of its sales were on PS4. Nintendo's Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee also launched last week, jostling into the charts at number 4 and number 6 respectively, although if the sales of both games were totted up together, they would have held the top spot. And of course, Hitman 2 slides in at number 10, although physical sales are down 90% compared to Hitman Absolution, and there is more to this if you did want to check out the rest of UK's top 10. Uh, But the main factor here is that, again, Fallout 76 sales are down over 80% in comparison to Fallout 4, and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes here. Of course, as this article does point out, Fallout 76 is an entirely multiplayer-only version of Fallout, and so you're not going to be having the same kind of oomph that you would normally get from this specific franchise from Bethesda. Now, with that being said, there is still a lot to offer when it comes to Fallout 76. There is that multiplayer offering if you did want to play with friends. On top of that, brand new missions, brand new lore, brand new map to explore, but at the same time, just a different type of Fallout game. And so that is clearly showing when it comes to sales. On top of that, 
I will say that Fallout 76 is a little bit jankier in comparison to Fallout 4. Now, every game has a couple of issues normally whenever they do launch, but when it comes to Fallout 4, it was vastly better than Fallout 76, and of course, there are server issues, there are a lot of back-end things that go into Fallout 76 that other games have not had to deal with, but when it comes to the actual fidelity of the game, it's just a poorly optimized game that feels like it was pushed out prematurely. Instead of blaming uh, the glitches and issues on the fact that it is their first multiplayer Fallout game, give developers more time. Give developers more time to better optimize the game to fix the servers on the back end. Now, a question in the chat, are they comparing the first week of sales or both uh, total sales? It's just the first week of Fallout 4 and Fallout 76. Uh, But overall, this is not shocking to me, but still just a large number whenever you're talking about how many people are playing 76 in comparison to Fallout 4. Uh, Now, I will say I am part of the statistic. I was one of the ones that bought Fallout 4 on the day that it launched. And although I'm not a big Fallout guy, I still did enjoy the game, at least marginally. It was not a terrible game, but when it comes to Fallout 76, I have no desire to play this because not only am I deeply uh, not invested, I suppose, is the is the best, worst way to put that. I'm just simply not invested in Fallout overall. There you go. And so with 76, to have a multiplayer offering, just something that doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. And so, again, maybe it is tickling an itch for you, but overall, I think that a lot of people are skipping Fallout 76, at least in the UK. Now, in a couple of days slash weeks, we will know the full extent of the damage here. We will get the national numbers, the worldwide numbers, and I will talk about those here on the podcast as well. Uh, But again, Fallout 76 not looking like it's doing so well, but still making a lot of money over there for Bethesda. Uh, Now, I have heard that new updates are planned all the way through December at this point, so you can look forward to a lot of content coming down the pipe, and I am sure that Bethesda will work to make this a fantastic experience for their fans because they do very well in terms of fan service. Uh, But as for right now, Fallout 76 not looking that hot. Speaking of something that's not looking that hot, Fallout 76 cannot handle three nukes at once. And the author over here at Destructoid says, in all fairness, neither can I. You're not wrong. Possibly the most interesting thing about Fallout 76 is the way it approaches the in-game content. Players gather fragments of nuclear launch codes and work together to push the big red button. Then, a nuke heavily irradiates a section of the map which uncovers some highly level equipment but also unleashes some very high level mutated monsters. The natural evolution of this sort of system is that players will want to launch as many nukes simultaneously as they can. There are three silos so three is the maximum number of synchronized nukes and Fallout 76 cannot handle three nukes at once. As the video above does show, this group of players aimed three nukes at the same spot at the same time, and after a trio of mushroom clouds, the server crashed. There is no ultra-rare loot to be had here, just another loading screen as the game connects them to a different server. And of course, maybe this is something that will be addressed in a future update, but it'd be neat to see how well-organized squads take down whatever emerges from that radiation hole. And so, it seems like that is just one little dot on the list of new features and new changes that need to be made to Fallout 76. Uh, But still, again, this is something that's not necessarily shocking to me because who would have anticipated that people would have launched all three nukes at once? I mean, that's something that's not really on the forefront of your mind uh, whenever you're finishing up the development of a very highly anticipated game. You don't think about how people are going to attempt to break the game. And so this is not something that is necessarily impossible to come back from. This is something that I think is kind of expected at this point. Uh, But still, it's good to see that people are pushing the game to its limits because some 
some changes need to be made. Uh, that's just one of those things where if you launch three nukes at once, you're going to nuke the whole server. It's just kind of the way that it works. And of course, that does probably take a good bit of power on the server side to literally impact an entire section of the map three different times. Uh, that is much, much uh, too much for that server to hold. But again, three nukes, kind of a big deal. Very, very obscure glitch, but still not one that is the most obscure, according to Ninny in the chat, which I agree with entirely. Uh, there are games that have much stranger quirks than that one, especially when it comes to games that have just come out and where the developers don't necessarily have that much experience with server end issues. Speaking of server end issues, H1Z1's Pro League has shut down, according to a report. Competitive league surrounding Daybreak's shooter is calling it quits halfway through the inaugural season. The organizers of the H1Z1 Pro League have told teams and players the league will not be completing its inaugural season, according to ESPN. The league was a collaborative effort between the competitive gaming outfit Twin Galaxies and H1Z1 developer Outbreak Games. I believe that means Daybreak Games. Sorry, that's a typo in the actual article. Twin Galaxies co-chairman Jace Hall informed H1Z1 Pro Leaguers last week that due to declining interest in the game and a shrinking player base, the already postponed second half of the season will not take place. The first split of the season ran from April 21st through June the 20th, and the second split was originally planned to start in September. The league's contract with players called for the second split to begin by the end of the year, with each team due $200,000 from the league seven weeks before the start of each split. That deadline would have been today. Hall said the league is still trying to get some payment to its teams, but it has released them from any obligations they had towards the league. The H1Z1 Pro League faced an uphill battle from before its first match. It was announced last October with a player-first emphasis that guaranteed a $50,000 minimum salary and specified revenue sharing. Unfortunately, interest in the survival shooter was catering even as the league, excuse me, cratering, my bad, even as the league was being put together with other contenders like PUBG and Fortnite taking the genre to new heights. From July of 2017 through February of 2018, H1Z1 concurrent user numbers dropped 91% according to tracking site GitHype. That is insane. Uh, but at the time of Daybreak, or excuse me, at the time, Daybreak's general manager Anthony Castoro said the game's official launch out of Steam Early Access would reinvigorate the game, adding the Pro League was in no way threatened by the numbers. And so, you have right here the proof in the pudding that H1Z1 is not going to be doing that well going forward. Now, this is not something that is shocking, uh, because you did see the release of H1Z1 earlier in the year on the PlayStation 4. And that was something that was a bit shocking to some people, uh, but it did reinvigorate that player base. It reignited the drive that people did have for H1Z1 because a lot of people began playing it on PlayStation 4, and it was in the top 10 most downloaded games on PSN, I believe, if I remember correctly. And so that's something that's very impressive, even for a game that is a couple of years old and has been through the ringer in terms of issues. And so with the H1Z1 Pro League beginning to decline, it's not something that is, again, shocking to me because H1Z1 has not been doing doing well for a while now, uh, but when it comes to what the future of the game looks like, I would say this game has a couple of years max uh, before servers just don't make sense anymore and the game begins to kind of fade away, because with so many other games doing it better, for instance, you have PUBG and Fortnite, as this article did mention, but on top of that, I've been playing a game called Ring of Elysium, fell in love with that game, fantastic little game, uh, not necessarily on the same level of popularity as PUBG or Fortnite, but still a fantastic BR experience, and whenever these newcomers do it 10 times 
times better than H1Z1 ever did, how could you go back to it? You know, it's just one of those things where it's too little too late. Uh, So to those that are impacted by the uh, closure, I suppose, is the best way to place it, of the Pro League for H1Z1, I apologize. But hey, if you get really good at another game, then boom, there you go. Brand new competitive opportunity right there for you. I will say in kind of support of these people that are going through a hard time, uh, Ninja, before he was the Fortnite god that he is today, uh, was a competitive gamer for a lot of different games. In fact, I remember him saying one of his longest streams that he ever did uh, was during the Halo 4 launch where he went over 48 hours. He was on a team of people, of course, taking kind of a, you know, tag teaming breaks. Uh, but still, he was on a team of 48 people that are 48 hours that went really hard in uh, Halo 4. And so if he can rise up to be the most popular streamer on Twitch, in just that short period of time, then you've still got a chance even if your game does end up shutting down. So we'll see what happens here, but as for right now, H1Z1's Pro League not looking so good. Now, moving on to the next story of the day, Spyro fans are angered at Activision's response to missing subtitles. Many fans want a patch ASAP. When Activision released Spyro's Reignited Trilogy last week, some players were upset to discover that there are no subtitles available for the cutscenes. Activision has since issued a statement regarding the missing subtitles, but it doesn't seem to be placating fans. Quote, when Toys for Bob set out to make an awesome game collection, there were certain decisions that needed to be made throughout the process, reads Activision's statement to Game Pit. The team remained committed to keeping the integrity and legacy of Spyro that fans remembered intact. The game was built from the ground up using a new engine for the team, Unreal 4, and was localized in languages that had not been previously attempted by the studio. While there is no industry standard for subtitles, the studio and Activision care about the fans' experience, especially with respect to accessibility for people with different abilities, and will evaluate going forward. The response comes after players began complaining about the missing feature on Reddit and elsewhere, with one fan even starting an online petition. Reddit user Scarlight, I believe is how you say that name, wrote that Activision support was helpless when reached about the missing subtitles. Scarlight, who says they are hard of hearing, pointed out the original Spyro releases also lacked cutscene subtitles, but called their exclusion a shame by today's standards of accessibility. Over the weekend, more players took to Reddit and Reset Air to voice their displeasure with Activision's response, and users pointed out that most modern games, TV shows, and movies have subtitles available. Various users called Activision's statement terrible and excusable and a disgrace, and others facetiously joked that the subtitles had to be left out to preserve Spyro's nostalgia. An even snarkier poster quipped that Activision would later include cutscene subtitles as paid DLC. The general feeling among gamers on both forums seems to be that Spyro's Reignited Trilogy should have had full subtitles the day that it released. With Activision having excluded them, many fans are now calling for subtitles to be patched in as quickly as possible. And so, right here, we do have a comment in the chat that says, Well, at least they didn't say something like, Do you guys not have ears? That would have been rough when it comes to communicating with your fan base. Also, BlowPro, welcome to the show. Uh, But when it comes to this specific experience, you need to have subtitles in any kind of brand new game. Because in 2018, everybody is playing games regardless of ability. You do have people that are deaf playing games. There are some people that do have a lot of disabilities. That's why you have stuff like the Microsoft controller that is built for those that might have deformities or might be missing limbs, stuff along those lines. You have a lot of accessibility. And that's one of the beauties of gaming, because anybody can dive in and experience whatever game they want, dive into a completely different life, regardless of what's going on in their own life right now. And so, whenever you're checking out what Spyro is bringing to the table here, you should be able to not have to worry about being hard of hearing, or deaf even, if you wanted to go all the way. Uh, You shouldn't really have to worry about any kind of stuff like that, and so it's not that difficult to add in subtitles. You just literally take the script and you get somebody to just type it out. It's not difficult. 
called. Uh, again, maybe they were just short on time, even though there was a delay. Seems like something that should definitely be patched in, and I would be shocked if we didn't see this added in just a couple of weeks. So we'll see if they do end up adding this. Uh, but at the moment, apparently people actually do read subtitles, and we'll see what happens as people begin to complain more and more. Because if there's one thing we've learned in 2018, it's that complaining solves everything. Am I right? Probably not. Speaking of complaining, The Walking Dead's final season is back in development. Skybound says many former Telltale staffers are resuming development on the remaining episodes of the game. After being canceled in the wake of Telltale Games' closure, then revived by Skybound Entertainment, the final season of The Walking Dead's episodic video game series is back in development. According to an update from Skybound, quote, many of the team members who worked on the game at Telltale are returning to resume development. Only two episodes of The Walking Dead, the final season's four-episode arc, were released least work on the remaining two episodes resumes today according to skybound and the final season will go back on sale asap many telltale games including the walking dead were recently delisted from a sale on steam which is what we talked about in last week's episodes of cabinet but skybound says they've been doing a ton of work logistically and legally to get us a place where we are able to roll up our sleeves and get to the actual work on the walking dead the final season and it plans to have details on the remaining episodes soon Quote, soon we will be able announcing, excuse me, soon, there we go, we will be announcing release dates for the two remaining episodes, Skybound social media manager Johnny O'Dell wrote. It's likely that previous seasons of the game may be unavailable to purchase for a few days as we transition, but don't panic, we'll have everything back online ASAP. If you already purchased season four, you will not have to pay again. Future episodes will be available to download as soon as they are released via your original point of purchase. And there is no comment from Skybound in addition to that as of right now, but what you do have is the con- Confirmation that Telltale's Walking Dead series is going to conclude, and Skybound is making good on their promise by bringing on many of the team members who worked on the original back at Telltale, and that is a fantastic way to go about doing the final development cycle, because you really do need to finish this out with as many of the minds that worked on it as possible, not only to preserve the legacy of the game, but on top of that to ensure that those that were put out of work are put back into work as they transition to Skybound or another company, whatever it may be. Uh, So if you were looking forward to seeing how the saga continues of The Walking Dead to the final season. Well, boy, here you have it. It is going to conclude in the next couple of weeks. Good to hear that it is not going to be shut off and that you don't have to rebuy the game if you already purchased it. Seems like everything is being handled professionally and very quickly, in my opinion, which is a fantastic combination to have if it is done correctly. And again, sounds like it is being handled very correctly. But Another game that was handled correctly is Sunset Overdrive because it did come to the PC last week. But the director of that game is joining Microsoft's internal studio known as The Initiative. At E3 earlier this year, Phil Spencer announced an initi- uh, intention, my bad, it's been a very long day, to bolster Microsoft's internal development ranks with a number of key acquisitions and one studio being built from the ground up. That new studio is called The Initiative, which Microsoft hinted would be working on narrative games under ex-Crystal Dynamics chief David Gallagher. After several high-profile hires, the studio seems to have made another major one, Insomniac's Drew Murray. Murray has been key in several of Insomniac's games through 2015, including being a designer on all three Resistance games to lead up to designer on Resistance 3 and directing the Xbox One exclusive Sunset Overdrive. The dev posted about starting a new job at the initiative today. We actually played Resistance with Murray when he was still at Insomniac, say the guys over at Game Informer, but if you want to get into the head of Microsoft's newest developer, they have an interview over there. 
Microsoft is more than happy to publicize these hires as it speaks to their reformation of first-party software, a stable they more or less abandoned in the last six years. While it is still too early to know what the initiative might be working on, the number of leads they are hiring indicates they might be staffing up for more than one project at once. And, of course, we probably won't hear anything about that for the next couple of months, but still, good to hear that things are rolling. And, overall, glad to see that they are actually doing a lot of awesome stuff over at the initiative. Uh, Now, of course, Drew Murray is a fantastic mind of the industry, and I am a huge fan of the Resistance series. I love the direction that went in, and I'm very sad to say that it is gone. Of course, the last Resistance game that we got was, I believe, Burning Skies on the PlayStation Vita, and then before that was Resistance 3. Now, I was a big fan of Resistance 3. Some people liked it, some people didn't. I I, I love Resistance, so I would love to see a game along those lines come to the Xbox One. Uh, But overall, we'll see what they do come up with, and to go ahead and delve into a discussion in the chat. I see Wicked Good Everything saying Survival Instinct back in the day and now Overkill's uh, Walking Dead is out on PC. That game is rough. Let me tell you right now, I didn't buy it, but I've been watching a good bit of it, and man... Is that a huge disappointment? So hopefully, whatever they are working on over at the initiative is better than that. Because man, ooh, just disgusting, nasty little, nasty little disappointment of a game. If I do have to say so myself. But again, that is unfortunately. However, what is not unfortunate is that Spyro is killing it in terms of sales. But specifically, Spyro sold more copies at launch than Fallout 76 when it comes to physical editions. Spyro reignited Trilogy as the UK physical chart number one. After it beat the physical sales launch of Fallout 76, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, plus a new boxed version of Fortnite and Hitman 2. But that doesn't tell the full story of last week, one of the most competitive in the year so far. Hey Roy, welcome to the show. Spyro sold brilliantly, and Activision's Purple Dragon deservedly won the UK chart for the first time since its original PS1 game came back in 1990. 98. But he did so only because Pokemon's two versions count as separate chart entries. If you combine Pikachu and Eevee's totals, Pokemon was the biggest launch of the week. But Eevee and Pikachu sales were down slightly around 5% on Pokemon X and Y. The 3DS games released about the same time into the console's life cycle. They were down a lot more around 60% on Sun and Moon released when 3DS had a far larger install base. This may not be a huge cause for concern at Nintendo. Pikachu and Eevee are remakes which never sell well designed for a younger audience which traditionally buys games over a far longer time frame instead of just at launch. And, of course, digital sales are on the rise, so will likely be much higher for Pikachu and Eevee. UK numbers, company Track does not count these. And now, GamesIndustry.biz reported issues with the Nintendo's European warehouse uh, meant UK stores lacked stock, with some selling out and being unable to fulfill pre-orders. That is insane. But on to Fallout 76, which launched third in the chart this week, but with a fraction of the sales of its bigger Fallout brothers, down 82%, as we talked about earlier, on Fallout 4. It's a spin-off game, and digital sales will almost certainly be higher, but it's fair to wonder whether its mixed reception so far may be to blame. And then there's Hitman 2, which is scraping by in the 10th place, as we did say earlier. But when it comes to Fallout 76, again, this just goes to show yet again that although it may do better digitally, it's still down physically, and that is still something to kind of, you know, look at and observe with an open mind to say that, hey, this game might not do as well in the long run as Fallout 4, even though gaming is continuing to grow. Of course, poor reception at launch, a lot of glitches at launch, uh, low frame rates at launch, a lot of uh, bad publicity at launch in general has definitely taken its toll 
people on this specific franchise and this specific game. Uh, so again, I think that right now, to conclude today's show, Bethesda has to really buckle down over the course of the next couple of months and focus on making this game better time and time again as more and more updates roll out. I know that today a 50 gigabyte update rolled out. Hopefully that is worth something because 50 gigs is a lot of data, especially for those that might have slow connections and or potentially data caps. Uh, but as for right now, you can only hope for the best and we'll see what happens. But uh, I will also say to Wicked Good Everything in the chat, GameStop is already offering it at a discount. Yes, I was putting together a video for Wednesday, which is going to go over all the hottest Black Friday news of the entire Black Friday shopping season for Best Buy, GameStop, Target, and Walmart. And GameStop is in fact discounting Fallout 76 to I think $39.99 uh, right there on Black Friday. So again, less than a week after launch, or just about a week after launch, 20 bucks down from the original price tag that is nutty that is absolutely nutty However, that wraps it up for today's episode of Caffeinate. Now, I do want to say that I'm going to begin wearing more different ties literally two minutes before this show started. I got five new ties in the mail. So this one's red, and I put it on right before the show started. This is brand new from Amazon. Very nice. It, it's fantastic. It's it's, uh, it's great. It's uh, it's red. I have one. Actually, it's more of a burgundy. Uh, but I have one that is orange, a blue one. I have a purple one. And you guys don't care at all. But, man, these are really good. This is, this is just really getting it for me. I love this kind of stuff. Uh, but... I hope you guys have enjoyed today's show, and uh, if you wanted to find out what ties I wear, I will have those linked down below in the YouTube version of the show. And for those that are brand new, I hope you did click that subscribe button, because you never know what kind of tangent we're going to go off of so that I completely lose my train of thought. But anyways, I'll be back tomorrow for another episode of Cavanade. I am going to go play some more Ring of Elysium and blow off the fact that I have Black Ops 4 and Red Dead Redemption 2 because for some reason, I just can't stop playing this game. But you guys have a fantastic rest of the night, and I, again, will talk to you soon. Peace.